Welcome to Kashmir's on the Air, your weekly radio show dealing with kosher issues for the kosher consumer. And I'm your host, Rabbi Yosef Wickler, editor of Kashmir's Magazine. And I think we're going to have a very interesting show tonight. Uh, last week we had on our show a gentleman by the name of Moshe David, who works uh, for a, uh, an appliance repair service. And he was telling us about some amazing things that are going on in the area of the refrigerators and how it affects the uh, the Shomer Shabbos Jew, which even though it's not kashas per se, but I think that we all need to know about Hechel Shabbos. It's all one, it's all one kashras, it's all one straightness, all one correctness. And uh, so we, we, we had a show, we discussed a number of the things that are going on in the newer appliances, newer refrigerators, especially the high end. But now he says in the last two years, he thinks it affects all the lower end as well. They say they might find a couple of lower end machines that don't have these problems. But in general, this is the, not the wave of the future. This is the current trend. Now, it's true. These machines are not cheap today. You know, you can spend $1,000 and $2,000 and $3,000 on, on a refrigerator, refrigerator freezer. You can spend nice money on the equipment. But at the same time, uh, even the lower end, whatever that is, is also affected by the changes because today computer chips are so easy to make and the sensors are so easy and cheap to make that the machines put these in. And the reason why they're doing it is for you. So uh, the old uh, the old uh, statement, well, it's only uh, I don't really need it, I don't care about it, but you do care about it because you pay the actual money and you obviously want the benefits of the refrigerator. So it, it, it definitely ties into a psik ratio de nichale, and therefore if something is caused by opening the door, then you're at fault, you're guilty, and there is a shila of actual two shila, I mean a bunch of shilas, but sometimes it's called bihavara, because there's a warming, you believe it or not, inside the refrigerator there's a warming unit, which actually heats up a hot he heats a wire, makes it hot like a regular, uh, uh, you know, any, any kind of uh, heating element is. And also, you cut your cooling elements and you have your sensors, you know, all kinds of things going on in the end. And that's where I left the last week. And at that point, Mr. David told us that you got to be careful and you check out your machine. He gave us a couple of ideas how to check out the machine to see if it, it is being impacted. Uh, and, and, and basically, the only thing he could tell us was to... Um, was to tape up the little uh, button that you might find behind the door. When you open the door, you might see a button there. That's the basic thing that he was talking about. But as, a result, as always happens, as a result of last week's show, I got response. Uh, first of all, I discovered that everybody I knew had a refrigerator. And not only did they have a refrigerator, they had a refrigerator story. And everybody uh, I, I met in the course of this past week was talking about their refrigerators. So uh, those of you who have old refrigerators, hold on, because you can avoid this entire problem for a few more years. But obviously something is coming. So uh, I, I, I had to investigate further because a, a, a lot of material was sent my way. And I have a pile of material. I want to ask everybody who's listening to the show now, Get a pencil or a, pa- a piece of paper or a pen or, you know, if you like to type on, on a computer, so do that. But I, I want you to be ready because I'm going to give numbers and contact information and ideas and things to you that you're going to really want to have written down. 
And then you're going to say, well, he said it too fast. I didn't catch it. And I can't keep repeating and repeating. So I'd like you to get a pencil, a piece of paper, have it ready in case what I'm going to say to you is important enough for you to write down, which I definitely think it is. Uh, But before I even say anything about that, I want to tell you that last week we also uh, got one of our listeners called to make a donation and asked me for an address. So I figured, let me at least give this week an address of where people could send money to the, to, not for me, to the, to the station for J-Root for this wonderful service that J-Root does for the, uh, the, for, the, for the Jews in our community and actually the whole world. So if you would like to make a donation, it's a, a, a very, very good cause, a, a tax-deductible, J-Root Radio, and you will just uh, send it to 2829 Nostrand Avenue, Brooklyn, New York, 11229. Again, that's J Root Radio. However you spell Root is fine, but it's J-R-O-O-T uh, Radio. And make the checks out to that. And 2829 Nostrand Avenue and Brooklyn, New York, 11229. So here's a, I just happened to be in the, uh, in the studio and uh, someone handed me one of these because I mentioned about the donation. So I thought it would be just uh, interesting to read. These are the thoughts of a very young lady in Borough Park who, made a, who came here to make a personal contribution. Hey, just a small token of appreciation for all, you guys, for all what you guys do. I couldn't thank you enough. You guys never cease to inspire, uplift, and amaze me. Thanks again. So I think that's a, a wonderful tribute to the station that people actually took the time out to come by and also decided, uh, I don't have big money, I have little money, but you know what? I have to give something. So that's, that's, that's a wonderful gesture. Now, I'd like to go back to our topic, which is about the refrigerators. I'm not going to tie into the uh, other topics that are so many topics that are related, you can't imagine. Uh, the one we discussed last week about the Dishwashers, I think that we, it was clear enough that you, you're going to see that these things are turning on the machines when you come close. Obviously, you're going to be smart enough in a couple of days to figure that out, and you're not going to have a Chil Shabbos situation. Uh, Mr. David, when he was here, when he was on the show last week, he mentioned that there is a cutoff, and there's obviously things that could be done for Shabbos. So that's something to speak to an appliance repairman or electrician or whoever could help you with that. But now we're talking about refrigerators. So let me tell you, I'm going to give you anybody who wants. So you scribble this number, this address down now. This is our email address, kashrus at aol.com, K-A-S-H-R-U-S at aol.com. If you will send me a, a, an email, I don't need your name. I don't need anything. Just on, on the subject line. Forget about writing any emails. Just on the subject line, just say refrigerator. And if you're lazy, write fridge. You could breathe F-R-I-D-G. If you'll write that on, a, on your uh, subject line, I will send you two very, 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 very detailed pieces. The first one, uh, again, I'm, this one may, I'm not, I'm not sure I have it in a form that I can send it to you, but if I don't, I'll send a link to you. And the the uh, the the one that I do have, which is very interesting, it's all in English, by the way, is from the Star K in Baltimore. It's about a twenty-four page document. So uh, you know, I, I if I can send these 
directly. I'm not sure how big they are. If I could send them directly, I will. If not, what we do is we use a uh, service called uh, called Transfer Big Files. But we'll get, send you an email about it, and they just have to download it. So that's one piece. The other piece, extraordinary, is from Israel. And, I mean, I have Hebrew ones, but I don't want to uh, make it difficult for people, so I'm going to just send you the English one. And it's, I don't know how many, maybe 60 pages long, uh, refrigerated and freezes on the Sabbath, and also talks about digital water meters, which we're not going to get into tonight because it isn't really affecting us directly. But the, uh, the, the, the refrigerators and freezers was written as a translation of a piece in is- that's, uh, that's written in he- Hebrew in Israel. It was translated. It's a nice, 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 clear, clear thing describing every little detail. And what I'm going to tell you uh, now is the answer to the questions. And then we'll learn the questions. Sometimes it's easier that way. Why do we do that? Why do we give the answers before the questions? Because the show is a really long show. There's a lot of stuff that I have to get across. It's not simple at all. In other words, some of you people tune out in here or there. Let me give you an overview of what I'm talking about. We're talking about a Shilas that go on refrigerators today. Not only the high-end ones, even the low-end ones. And they are absolutely big, big shyless. The Star K has this whole booklet, and they have some machines that they made with the Sabbath mode. They discuss what to avoid, what to do. That's a great booklet in its own right. But the Star does the things a certain way, and it seems that in Eretz Israel, uh, there's a there's a group that's sponsored by the Ada uh, Hacharedis. And they, they have literally revolutionized this industry. And they created a special piece of equipment called Hetken, H-E-T-K-E-N. You're not going to find it if you, if, you, yeah, if you Google it. It's not going to find it. You have to find it in Hebrew. But anyway, the Hetken is an add-on to a refrigerator. Uh, it can be done inside. It can be done outside in the, in the back. And uh, you need a special person to put this thing in. And it, it controls the equipment for Shabbos, and you don't have any Shilas at all with the Shabbos, and I suppose Yom Tov too, I don't know how that works with Yom Tov, et cetera. The other alternative that exists, so you had two alternatives. The Star K has certain Shabbos mode uh, machines. The Hetkin, which can, it can be added on to any of the newer models, and uh, you need a, a specialist. We're going to tell you how to get that. And the other thing is that you can go to your own rub and ask a psak, because some people might say it's mutter anyway, because you're not interested in all this stuff that's going on in the machine. So that's something that uh, a rub has to tell you. The opinion of the star K is you do have to worry about it. Uh, your rub might be makel. I can't tell you. I'm not, I'm not deciding for anybody what they should do. But I'm going to give out a couple of numbers of people who want to follow this up further and want to contact um, to get the Hetkin, or there's a new, another, another option, which is supposedly very simple. I, personally, I don't know anything about it, but I'll tell you how to get into it. It's called a SUPCO clock. S-U-P-C-O clock. Now, that's like a Shabbos clock. But it's uh, done uh, for the purposes that you're interested in. They have a green lights and red lights. 
The Subco clock is a Shabbos clock made especially for refrigerators that lights up green when the power is off and red when the power is on. So that allows one to open the fridge uh, during the time that the slot when the power of the fridge is off. Now, these Subco clocks that I saw when I went to the internet and, and I tried to see uh, a little bit about them, there's a great range that from, from $18 up to whatever. But I was told that the store, Duties sells it for about $100. I don't know if you need $100. I'm not sure. But I would say, look into the Subco clock if you want it. And that's a cheap way to go. If you're interested in the Hetkin, it's going to cost you about $300. Those are the two options that I know of, and other than buying a machine from Israel, which basically is just going to have the Hetkin put in. So, it's, I mean, the regular machines that are made here and elsewhere with the Hetkin added onto it. Uh, there's an organization in Israel. It's called Mishmeris HaShabbos, which is uh, associated with uh, the uh, the Badats, and there's a based in of the uh, of Rav Nissen Karelitz. So that that is really the... Uh, Ultimate, and I'm going to give you a telephone number, a fax number, an email address in order to be able to reach this organization. Now, I suppose they basically speak Hebrew, but they will be able to put you in touch with people in America who could get you the headkin. The reason I didn't do that is because the person I spoke to who does this work did not want his name mentioned on the radio, did not want any information given out about how to contact him. But you can get it his name and other names, and I know that in Square, the New Square in New York, there are people who are putting these in machines. So there are a number of people doing it, making this Hetkin available to you. And there seems to be uh, newer and newer models of Hetkin, and because obviously they have to take into account the newer and newer models of the of the refrigerators. So if you'd like to contact the, the Mishmeris Shabbos, you can do it in one of three ways. I'm going to give you the telephone number. It's 011-972-7226-4423. I'll read it once more. 011-972-7226-4422. And the fax is the same exact number, but the last digit is a 3. So if you do the last digit, it's 23. You're going to be able, that's the fax number. An email address. Okay, now, you're going to have to get letters and numbers. Listen carefully. It's not that bad. It's pretty much the, the telephone number. Here's how it works. This is, their, this is the email address. A, and then you do 072-216-4422. So it's really the telephone number. Again, A, 072 216-4422 at gmail.com. So now you have three ways to reach the Mishmeris Shabbos, and uh, you can take this wherever you want to take it. I don't want to do it for anybody because I feel that there are going to be different approaches. I've heard that different Rabbanim are dealing with this differently, and I feel it's unfair to make a decision for other people or something of this nature. There's money involved in buying this equipment, there's uh, Shilas of Shabbos, if I, if I answer it one way, and there's, uh, there's different equipment, 
and and some people have different abilities to to, to get this uh, for themselves. So uh, I, I can't help you further. But you, if you want to call Duddy's D U D D Y apostrophe S and ask about a subco, and uh, or if you want to go in there and check it out and see what it is, and if you want to get it there, you want to get it elsewhere, that's certainly up to you. Or if you can look into this Hetkin, and they can decide with your rub whether the whole thing is necessary. But before we even get into the details, let's understand that we're talking about a lot of things happening in the refrigerator. There are nine things that are happening when you deal with these new refrigerators. Nine things. Number one, the lights going on. Number two, activating the compressor. Number three, turning the fan on or off. Number four, initiating the operation of the heating unit. And yes, there is a heating unit in every refrigerator today, the new ones. If you didn't have that heating unit is what prevents the machine from icing up. And like the old days, you had to uh, melt it. Now you had to open it up once in a while and let everything defrost. You don't need that anymore because you have the heating unit that detects how uh, hot and how cold it is in the refrigerator. You have another issue, number five that uh, immediate digital recordings when you open the door the warm when you open the door and you introduce warm air that prevents so these digital recordings are done to prevent the buildup of the ice so it's all what we would call for your purposes number 6 activation of a timer which will trigger a warning light and or sound Sometimes they have beeping, beep, 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 if, if, it's, if the door is open too long. So this is all being caused by your opening the door. Number seven, counting of the door openings by the internal computer. The internal computer wants to see how many times it was open in the course of a certain time period. Number eight, operating the damper motor and the damper heater, whatever that is. Number nine, computer-operated inverter compressor, which is constantly running and self-adjusting. So this is really high-tech stuff that I really can't say that I'm familiar with directly, although we're going to discuss all of the issues in the next uh, 40 minutes. So we're not, I'm not going anywhere. We're talking about this topic and get it straight to you, and you'll be able to call with questions a little later. Not now, please. So let's start... Uh, I'm sorry, we want to also throw this at you as well. This question about the refrigerator, is it different from some of the other things that we're familiar with? Everybody knows that we open a door, even in the summer, uh, the door to the house, and hot air comes in, and the air conditioner might go on. Do we have to worry about that? Even the old refrigerators, we used to open the refrigerator, and we didn't, and most of us didn't worry about the fact that the machine might go on, even though it was exposed to the heat that was coming into the refrigerator. Those were things that the halacha, as far as we knew, was considered to be makel and not worried about it. So, if that's true, are these any different? Is this refrigerator any different? And what about that new Shabbos switch? I'm not, I don't remember the name exactly because it might be. It's not that I don't think it's the word Shabbos switch, whatever it's called. The one that they they said you could turn push it up a regular switch, push it up, and it will it will eventually have the lights go on because it will go through some random cycles and you're putting the light on. It'll always happen that the light goes on, 
but somehow they're saying that you didn't do anything. Is that something that we could do on Shabbos? Are your Rabbanim recommending that that's acceptable? I mean, if the refrigerator doesn't need anything done to it, then shouldn't we say the same thing about the, uh, uh, about the Shabbos switch? And if the Shabbos switch, and by the way, it's not the word Shabbos switch. The Shabbos switch thing is a kosher one that's from, uh, that just makes all the machines go, like it's like a time clock or something. But the, that Shabbos switch that we're talking about, the one where you flip it up, a switch, and it go, the lights go on on Shabbos. You do it on Shabbos. If that's not good, then are the refrigerators the same? Or maybe even worse? Or I don't know. That's a question. These are halachic issues. In other words, the Groma telephone. Do you use a Groma telephone in your house? Of course, doctors may be using Groma telephones. Do we, uh, do we believe in uh, all these other Groma innovations that are coming out of Israel that are basically only for sick people and for doctors and emergency situations? Are we supposed to live a Groma life where we just converted the whole Shabbos into everything being mutter through Groma? Is that, is that the intent? So we have to really deal with this as a very big shaila, and it's not something that can be easily pushed aside. I, I recommend all of my listeners, by hook or by crook, get an email to me. If you don't email, you don't even have a computer, beg somebody. Your husband works in the office. Uh, somebody's in the yeshiva. I don't know, wherever it is. Get somebody to get me an email this week and I will send you these two documents, all in English. I think, I think there's a letter in Hebrew from, but we have all the, I think it's translated in English, yeah. We have trans, we, this is signed by Gedolim in Eretz Israel. You won't believe the Gedolim assigned this. Of Nassim Karelitz, of Chaim Kanievsky, uh, of Shmuel Vosner, Zatzal, these people, uh, is a whole group that signed why we, should not rely on Groma Heterim, but we should actually fix this refrigerator business. The Star K has a 20-page or something uh, article, 20-plus page article, all dealing with this, all talking about the necessity of it and the problems involved. So this is not something that's just, you know, um, a right-wing plot that not only they're answering our food, now they're answering our refrigerator. No, it's not so. I just didn't know about it because I don't have that refrigerator. But, it, but if, you can, if you look into it, you will see everything that I'm saying is true. Now, uh, the contact information I gave before, I'm going to give it again. You could contact Star K or look on their website, but I'm going to be able to send you their article on the Shabbos uh, issues of the refrigerator. You can get a psak from your rov. You can go to Mishmeres HaShabbos, and I'll give you the numbers now again how to contact Mishmeres HaShabbos in Israel. Telephone 011-972-7216-4422. The fax is exactly the same number, but the last digit is a three. The email is also the same number. You'll see in a second. A zero seven. Two, two one six, four four, two two, at gmail.com, which is basically the same number, just taking off the nine seven two and the uh, you know that taking that off is, but otherwise it's the same thing. Okay, now let's start from square one. Where we came into this thing is from a gentleman 
who lives in Lakewood, who does this sideline for some people, he'll travel a little bit, but he doesn't want his name out. And he's he put out a little little brochure called Kosher Fridge, and he tells and he spoke to me at length about how he discovered about this Hetkin and how you can know the things about the your refrigerator. So let me give you a couple of points that he mentioned of how you could tell whether your refrigerator has any uh, you know has any concern of this nature. Number one, he says about the, if you see these computerized buttons, which we talked about that are on the, in the, uh, on the other side of the door, when you open the door. Now, the problem with that is the light may go off or go on. They may sometimes be tied to lights, but it also could be a computerized button that's giving information to uh, other parts of the machine. It could be also that you, when the door is open to the refrigerator for a couple of minutes, you'll hear beeps, beep, beep. So that beeping is been motivated by opening the door. Now, of course, time went on between here and there. It's true time went on, but time started when you opened the door. So eventually, it's going to cause that. And even if it doesn't cause that, it's causing things in between. Now, you'll see some of the stuff that the Star K says will explain how, how what you're doing is actually accomplishing something right now. And the third thing he said that you could do to tell you if you're um, if you're if if you have this kind of equipment is to look for the uh, humidity control. There's sometimes you'll see a little a digital uh, display of the temperature in the freezer and in the uh, refrigerator. That digital display is being activated when the door is open. So this gives you a little bit of an idea. Well, I forgot again to mention the SUPCO, S-U-P-C-O clock. That's something you should look into if, you're, if you want a, a, an easy answer to the problem. And I'm mentioning duties only because that's what he told me. But I think you can get it in any store. But somehow duties must be carrying the right one. And he said that he thought it would be about around $100. I don't know if it's cost that much. Uh, and, uh, he, and these headkin that we were talking about would cost about $300 to win to insert into your machine altogether. Now, there is a thermistor, not thermostat. Thermostat, that's ancient history. There's a thermistor, T-O-R, thermistor. The thermistor is a tube. It lets in or it blocks the electricity. When it's cold, it blocks the electricity from coming in. When it's warm, the electricity goes through. So warm air, when you open the refrigerator, starts letting the electricity through right away. So more electricity comes in the second that you open up the refrigerator door. Whether that is halachic again, these are, as you ask your rub, whether that's an issue or not. But there's, there's more volts that are going through when the door opens. Now, I'm going to give you from... The uh, the star K. I think a lot of the stuff that we mentioned already is just it would be rehashing. So I'm going to try to go for the particular things that are new that I haven't mentioned today. I'm quoting: taping or otherwise holding down the door plunger switch to avoid these problems will cause the refrigerator 
to operate less efficiently. The cavity temperature will be higher than expected. And in hot, humid climates, the compressor may run continuously, which may shorten its operating lifetime. Always remember to remove the tape or other hold-down device soon after the end of Shabbos and Yom Tov. That's what we mentioned that last week, that you shouldn't keep it on for a long time. The gentleman, uh, Mr. David, said that he thought up to a month you could get away with it. But I see that they're recommending doing it right after Shabbos. is a good idea. Now, there's another point that the uh, Star K is making. Numerous models are now using magnetic door switches instead of the mechanical spring plunger switches. Avoid these models. So you see, you have to watch out now, not using the magnetic door switch ones. If you already have such a model, you may disable it by locating the switch with a strong magnet, then taping the magnet over it. So this is something you might be able to get information from the place where you buy the equipment, whether it is magnetic door switch or not. The ice and cold water dispensers should not be used on Shabbos or Yom Tov because it directly turns on a valve and or motor. Then there's motion detectors. Hmm. Are they are problematic for Shabbos and Yom Tov because the refrigerator is illuminated when one approaches it. So obviously that's something to watch out for. Uh, the motion detector thing is a very interesting topic. I spent. I can't tell you how much time I spent on it. I really don't want to discuss it here because it's not tied into uh, the food directly. But that's another area that everybody uh, is, has in the back of their minds. But most people are makele on it, and that is the question about when the motion detector is, is such that those little cameras, you've seen them all the time. I don't know if you realize that those little cameras, the, the video cameras that are in stores and people's houses, your little camera, it's hard to, it's hard to miss it when you know what to look for like a little circle. It's a teeny thing. That little camera doesn't look like a camera, but it's a little, uh, looks like a little light. But anyway, that camera uh, today, most of those cameras are motion detectors that they don't turn on unless somebody passes by. When they pass, they pass by, then it turns on and takes the pictures because the, they don't want to waste the storage, because they have to store a, a tremendous volume of pictures for months and months and months or years in order to protect themselves against any, uh, you know, for the insurance companies. So there's a, there's a, it's a, it's considered to be for the owner of the house, at least it's considered to be a, uh, a psik ratio he has benefit from it. He wants it. And the insurance companies require apartment houses, etc., to use this equipment. And almost all the apartment houses do have it. Now, most of us, myself included, are Mako, because I spoke to Rav David Feinstein and he told me. So, I mean, I'm, I know what I'm doing. So, you know, and, I, and I studied intensely the Star K's material. There's plenty of material. And I, con I contacted them as well. And basically... There's no choice anymore, the way we're living, to avoid it completely. Although some people told me that it, it would be Kadai to avoid those pieces of equipment if you can. It means if you can walk on this side of the street or that side of the street or go to this way where there is no sensors like this and other places have it. So it, it's Kadai if you're always going down to that place and to go around a little bit. That may be uh, a big heater, but to say 
that you that you can't go anywhere because of that you'd be stuck in your house all Shabbos because everywhere you go there are these cameras. The police have them up, and it's just no way of avoiding it. So is this the same thing? Is this refrigerator the same thing? But the the, the star K is saying no, and the Rabbanim and Eretz are saying no. All the Gedolim and Eretz are saying this is something we have to really worry about. It's not, a, and and it's very hard to say it's a psikresh the lo because in fact you do want all the the bennies, all the benefits of this particular refrigerator. Now, I'm going to go on. I'm just still working on, I believe this is still the Star K. I think I'm still in the Star K. It could be I'm not, but I think I'm still in the Star K here. The fan, the fan circulates cold air through the, uh, through the refrigerator and freezes in frost-free refrigerators. In some models, this fan shuts off when the door is opened. Just shuts off. And uh, listening to see if the fan runs with an open door, that something could help. See if the fan is running when, when, when the door is open. If it does not, try pes- pressing down the door plunger switch and listening to see if the fan goes on. Note, some models have two door plungers, one for light and one for the fan on the uh, fan motor. So obviously, you, it's a lot of work to do to find out about your machine. One of the advantages of that organization that I told you in Israel is that they're familiar with all these different machines. Even though you have it in America, they know your models and your machines because they're buying the same kinds of machines. So any questions you have about your model, they will be able to help you. In fact, they recommend sending them an e- a fax uh, of, of uh, some of the um, issues. And they'll be, I think they'll be able to help you, even if you're not such a strong Hebrew speaker. If not, you could try to contact the Star K. Perhaps they have the time and the ability to uh, tell you more about the particular model that you're interested in. In all these cases, I would say you should pick up some stuff at the uh, literature at the store uh, or go on online and see some of the literature about the particular model. And then uh, you can always contact the company and ask some of the questions about what we're talking about here. But that's only a start. In the end, you should end up in the hands of your Rav. And to say that you don't have a Rav, uh, that's not an excuse. You have to have a Rav and ask the Rav. And, and hopefully the Rav has gone through this material, spent more time on it than I have, and, and can really uh, answer your question properly. In case, as, in, as I'm afraid, many rabbis don't have that experience, they tend to rely on a competent a person who's familiar with electricity. Sometimes it's the owner of a store that sells refrigerators. And I don't think that's a good idea. If the rub is relying on Mr. So-and-so who sells refrigerators, I don't think that's a good idea. I spoke on Sunday, yesterday, with two people. One is an electrician, and the other one is an engineer. And the two people told me that when I, I was giving a shear, and I mentioned this material that I'm talking about now, and uh, just, I, just part of the time, and these two people were there, and both told me that they don't understand this equipment properly, the electrician and the engineer didn't understand it completely, and they said you need a special electrical engineer who understands this. You can't even talk about it intelligently and understand how the things work unless you have that training. Neither one felt that their training was sufficient to discuss this thing intelligently. 
So the question is, does the Rav have that training? The answer is the Rav has to talk to somebody that has real training and has really looked at this in a very, very uh, proper way and not somebody who just sells refrigerators and hears this without the other thing. He doesn't have the expertise to be able to analyze the Shiloh of whether it's a problem or not. I just want to tell you, without going into details, because the hour is getting late and I do want to take your calls, and I know I have a ton of material that I'm just not going to read, I, I want to tell you that there is a difference of opinion between the people in Eretz Israel in the Ada and the uh, and the and the Star K. The basic concern they have is the Star K openly states that they don't necess- that they have certain heterim that are built in, and I will tell you those two heterim. There's two heterim that they have built in here. Number one is like this. I'm reading now the Star K material. The compressor still works according to this, yet the compressor still works according to the thermostat, even though the latter is influenced by warmer entering the refrigerator upon opening the door. For this reason, they have added a delay function to the attachment, causing the compressor not to in- instantly react when the thermostat senses a rise in temperature, which would normally cause it to go into action, but only 15 to 25 seconds later. This is halakhically considered a grama, an indirect cause. So they're determining, star K, that 15 to 25 seconds later makes it a grama and not a psikresha. It's an indirect thing because it takes time. It's not the same as, um, you know, an instant reaction. Instant reaction would be asr on Shabbos, and the grama would be mutter. But again, we're getting into the gramas. And number two, um, the, so they feel the 15 to 25 seconds is, is significant enough. The people in Eretz Israel, that means the Gedolim in Eretz Israel who pask in the Shiloh, and, and you'll see their names if you get the material from me, a long list of names, and they'll see how they describe it. And uh, if you're confused, well, I don't know, you're going to have to try to speak to your Rav about it. But the point is that they claim that you need a minute or more to recreate a groma. A minute or more. So there's a machlekas on that particular prat. And so that's uh, not an agreement. Another point that the Star K mentions is when they were asked concerning the fact that there are immediate digital recordings constantly occurring and it is not caused by a grumma, they answered that it is their rabbi's opinion that any digital recording that does not appear onto a screen or any other visual mean is not considered a malacha. So this is what the people in Eretz Israel are saying, that um, they disagree about that. Now, whether that's, a, well, who's right about that, I don't know. But they had the same thing also, by the way, with the, uh, with the, with the, uh, censors, you know, that turns the light on, uh, you know, when, you, when you're passing by the house. I mean, the, 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 those video machines that, that the record, video recorders there, they are also... Um, question whether if it doesn't appear on a screen that it's not really considered printing, it's not, it's a different status. And so the, the position the Star K on these two things differentiates their position and their machines from the Hetkin. Again, the two differences are that the Star K fills a 15 to 25 seconds delay is called a grummer, and the 
the other hetu that they rely upon is that if it, the digital recording doesn't go onto a screen that's visible to the people passing by, whatever it is, then it's not considered to be actually a recording. So these are two shitas. I know there are, I don't know about the 15, 25 seconds, but the other part, I do know that it's the shita of Rabbi Heinemann and, it's, and, and in, the, I, in the material that I had seen about the video machines, the video recorders, uh, they definitely uh, use the same header. So now again, this is a sensitive issue. There are a bunim that are probably matir refrigerators that we use, even maybe the high end. Just guessing. Of course, lights something to avoid. And uh, they're putting something over that little thing behind the door, that, that little button. So, of course, they everyone will say to do that. But whether the other sensors and all the things that we've been talking about on this show are halakhically significant is something you have to ask your rub. I'm not going to decide for you. But the Rabbanim in Eretz Yisrael, Yoshev, Steinman, Vosner, Rav Karelitz, all these people, Rav Kanievsky, have all expressed themselves on this topic, and they say not to rely on these Grom Heterim. So, again, uh, as of doable to avoid it, absolutely. Uh, we're not so able to do much about those video cameras because they were they're literally everywhere. You'd have to stay in your house on Shabbos and not walk out. So I'm not going to spend more time on this topic now. The little time remaining, I'll take your calls on any topic. If you want to write about this, I talk about this topic, fine. If you want to talk about anything else, our telephone, 718-683-5858, 718-683-5858. I was asked by somebody to give the telephone numbers again and all that inf- contact information. I'm going to give it one more time. If I can find the material here, I, I put everything on top of something else. So let me see if I can get to the bottom of it. We were saying before that there are different answers to this question. Number one is ask your of. Number two, ask your of. Number three, ask your of. Beginning or end, you have to ask your of. I'm not here to paskin anything, but I wanted you to understand the difference in opinion. So some answers to the question are, Maybe there's nothing wrong with the equipment. I mean, the lights, everybody knows, but maybe everything else is okay. Maybe it's only gromas and mutter. Um, the star case, uh, I'm sorry, uh, one answer, we, another answer we have is a SUPCO clock, S-U-P-C-O. If you're looking for that clock, you can go to Duddy's, at least to see what it's all about, and you can maybe purchase it on, uh, maybe cheaper somewhere. That's up to you. I'm not sending anything to Duties except that the gentleman who I spoke to said that they have the they have a clock for about a hundred dollars that has all this that's set up. It's like the Shabbos clock for the for these these uh, refrigerators. You want to be sure you get something that's heavy duty and good and good good shape. Discuss it with them. Take a look at it. Um, you can get some products with the Star K mode. There's some some of the refrigerators come with a Star K mode. That's a Shabbos mode. Go find out about that. Just mentioned that there were two oppositions to that from Eretz Israel, from the, from you know, from the some of these poiskim, based upon two heterim that the Star K employs. Had to number one that there's a delay and they're relying on 25, 15 to twenty five seconds delay means it's a grama, and the other one that they were relying on was the. Uh, was the second thing I don't remember right now offhand. So there's a second hat that they also relying upon, and they they were more machmir on that in Eretz Israel. So they're producing something called Hetken H E T K E N, which you could purchase here in the United States 
from a supplier. I'm not going to give you any names because I don't have the names in, available, but you'll be able to get reference from, to it by contacting Mishmeres HaShabbos in Eretz Israel. Their phone number, 011-972-72216-4422. Their fax number, the same number, with a three at the end instead of a two. And the email, also their telephone number, is a 072-216-4422 at gmail.com. And if you send me an email, nothing, you don't have to write anything in it, just say refrigerator or fridge, send it to Kashrus, K-A-S-H-R-U-S at AOL.com. I'll give you all these phone numbers and emails and everything, and I'll give you the two pieces of material which you really want to see, one from Eretz Israel in English about the whole thing from the side of the Eid Haredis, and you'll the material from the Star K, um, maybe get on your site yourself, but I, I have it actually the, the piece that you want, and I'll get all that to you if you just send a, an email, blank email to kashris at aol.com, but be sure to say refrigerator or fridge in the, in the subject line. If you don't say that, it's not going to get handled properly, and I don't want you to be upset about it. Okay, our first caller. Go ahead. You're on the air. Go ahead, please. Yes. Um, I would like to ask you about a different, uh, oh, about a cashless yeah. item. What? Go ahead. Yeah, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Yes. Nespresso. There's a machine, Nespresso, and they do capsules. They do um, what? They have like K cups, the same idea, but it's Nespresso. K cups has an OU. Um, Nespresso does not have an OU. It has a, a hexa from Switzerland. I want to know if you have any idea. I about don't know that. that. I don't know which hexa it is. I, it, when I the, what you should do is contact one of the hashgachos in England, either Kadasia, London Bethden, or Manchester Bethden. These three organizations are what I send everybody who needs information in Europe. I send them to those people, uh, three three organizations. If you don't have the information, uh, you should be able to find it online. Right. We, have it, we have it in the book with all our, our kosher symbols. We have 1,324 symbols in the whole world, and we have all the information there. People send them an email, and they'll answer anything on anything in Europe because they have to know. That's all I can tell you about that. Okay? Okay. Thank you yeah, very much. Thank you. Okay, go ahead. Do we have another caller? Go ahead. You're on Kashus on the air. Can we help you? Hi, Shalom Alaikum. Alaikum Shalom. Yeah, I'd like to know, since you said that the Star K is not a grama that's delayed by time, are they also mounted the kosher switch? No, I, no I'm sure they're not mounted that. That thing is Why a whole different... First of all, there's, there's, there's one basic difference between that and everything else. That's not Shabbos anymore. You're killing Shabbos. So if we're going to do that, people are going to be make. They're going to make. That's, gonna make that's, more, that's more of a feeling thing. I'm no, 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 it's not a feeling thing. Allah. No, it's not a feeling thing. It's going to lead to Chilas Shabbos. It has to lead to Chilas Shabbos because people are going to not know the difference anymore, and 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 they're going to. It's just going to. It has to lead to Chilas Shabbos. That that thing, that's for sure. But now you're asking me, what do they hold about that? You can contact them. I doubt that they're matir that at all. I'm sure they'll give you 20,000 reasons why not. And I'm sure they'll be able to explain to you why the 15 to 25 seconds is significant. I only mention that because I don't want people to 
do one thing and then find out two years later that their friends in Eretz Israel say that that doesn't work. Or a kid comes from Eretz Israel back home and he says, I don't want to use your refrigerator. I mean, no, we can't do live like that. So people have to make a decision in life. If you want to go with the Star K, go to Star K. I have no problem with that. I have no problem with anybody doing any one of the choices that I gave you. And if you, but just put your head in the ground is foolish. If you're buying equipment, you're spending a thousand bucks, find out about it. Don't you investigate anyway when you buy things for a thousand dollars? So this is investigation. Where it's going to lead you, I don't really have any way to answer you. Your rov should be the final, final decision. I'm sure the star K has a very good reason why they're doing the 15 to 25 seconds. And everybody, even the people who say a minute, so they're saying there is such a thing as a grammar based upon time. So it is just a question of a different decision. That's all. Not putting anybody but down. Just, just fundamentally, they're the same. Just, they're, they're probably delayed by more than 15 seconds, the kosher switch. The kosher switch is, a, is a, in, in print. I, again, I saw it myself. It was demonstrated to me. They wanted me to get behind it, and I refused to get behind it. But, yes, I saw the, the demonstration. It's very, very interesting. And in some ways, you know, emotionally, I can hear exactly why it should be permitted. I know that Rabbi Belsky should have a Rafu Shlema and all the other people who signed against it. The tremendous number of people came out and said, it's still a Shabbos Mamish, not even a maybe. So I don't know the facts enough. As I said before, to understand this, it's not for you and me on the radio to discuss it. It's for Rabbanim to sit with electrical engineers to see how the thing really works and then make a decision based on the combination of halacha and actual factual science, not my little words over here. Okay? Thank you. Thank you. Before we take any callers, I want to uh, just say a few words about our sponsor. I shouldn't forget about them. When you think of Glotmart, conveniently located at 1205 Avenue M, you should think of price, servants, convenience, and quality. Whether you shop for a few items or for a full wagon load, you could save plenty of money by shopping at Glotmart. At Glotmart, you'll save time by using their valet parking service. Just pull into Glotmart from the East 12th Street entrance. They'll park the car for you and have it ready to load up with all those special items you purchased in the store. And right on sale right now in Glotmart is family packed filet steak, $9.99 a pound. Silver tip roast, $11.99 a pound. Top of the rib, $8.99 a pound. And Mahadran yogurt, uh, uh, frozen yogurt, 32 ounce, $3.99. The Gans breaded eggplant sticks, one pound, three ninety nine, and another three ninety nine. Dug in breaded flounder, three ninety nine. Uh, tremendous uh, bargains and interesting things. And the bananas are forty nine cents at the Glatmart right now. And Tuf Tom tuna deluxe, seven point five ounces, three ninety nine. So uh, a, pl- a wonderful place to shop. And the Glatmart, the, the quality of meats is a one with kosher certification from both the Star K and the Vatakashas of Flatbush with base Yosef meats and with expert Nikor at Glatmart, you're getting quality kashras. Glatmart is at 1205 Avenue M. Meeting your shopping needs is their top priority. If you meet Dove in Glatmart, tell them you heard about Glatmart on Kashras on the Air over J Root Radio. And now we have another caller. Go ahead. You're on Kashras on the Air. Can I help you? Hello? Yes, you're on the air. Yes, I don't like to know why you need to have a subco clock. Why can't you just put a regular heavy-duty air conditioner Shabbos clock? Same idea. You know something? 
I have no idea. I know that this was the information that I picked up. I, I, I'm just guessing, well, first of all, what the subco clock has these green, red and green things. It, 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 it makes it easier for you to know what, what it is. The regular Shabbos clock, you can also have that. You can have that when it's, you have, for example, I have a Shabbos clock when it's on, there's a red light on it. I, I have absolutely no idea. I didn't know what subco clock meant. I finally researched a little bit and I see what it is. To me, it looks like a regular Shabbos clock. I don't know right. the, I don't know the so, detail. Maybe as long as you get a heavy-duty Shabbos clock, and like an air-conditioned Shabbos clock, it should be the same idea. It should not necessarily go ahead and buy it. All, all I know is that simple. before I did any, before I would do that, speak to somebody who knows more about it than I, I do. I would, I would said, uh, I would ask you how many times. I don't know exactly. This is the first time that I would, but it, it has to be more than a two or three times the stop. You know, you cannot leave the fridge. Three four hours without any right right. Sense. So you have okay, to be, I spoke so, to, uh, okay. I spoke so, to a refrigeration guy yes. regarding a freezer. Yeah, because I had on my freezer as a thermostat was broken, mm-hmm. so I disconnected the freezer, the thermostat, and I have the shower's clock turning. I have the shower's clock twenty four hours a day, turning it off for every two hours on, one hour off. Okay, Again. okay but you're expecting that people will do it by themselves. It's, it's a regular Shabbos clock. You're just plugging into the wall, just put it on for two hours on, one hour off. I, I, just, we're, you know, we're talking on the radio, and we're going to say something, and everything we say, people think a certain way. You could, it could be your right. It could be the subco is no big deal. It could be just a regular Shabbos clock. I don't know. But I, I know that the, the person wrote the word subco. That's what he told me, and he said that's what he's recommending. Why? I don't okay. know. I also have another question. They have a Shabbos switch that, that you mentioned earlier that slides over that flapper. You know what I mean? That it, it, not, it keeps it closed. Would that work on a, on a basic one? That if you don't have the digital buttons on the, on the door, door frame, it should also do the trick. A shop, a, 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 a switch that what? A switch. I just bought one for somebody uh, today, and it's you slide. It's you, it goes. You slide it over the flapper. I don't know anything about this. You're talking about. I can. I it, can text it to you. No, I can send I, you I a picture. I wouldn't understand what you're talking about at all. You, the first thing I could tell you is speak to. Uh, I would still say you should call these people in Israel because they have the numbers and etc. And then and get some some uh, input from them. And you can speak to people in the refrigerator repair business. That fellow that I spoke to last had on the show last week. His name is Moshe David, and he works for a company uh, called Rena R E A R E N A H Appliance Repair. I don't know how sophisticated he is in this. I'm sure he's. I don't think he's an electric electrical electrical engineer. So I don't know what his level of knowledge in this area is. But I'm my my main point tonight is. There are different answers to this question. It's a real Shiloh. You need a Rav. And, 100%. And, 100%. I agree with you on that. 100%. It's just, not every machine is the same. That's right. correct. But, but if, if you, if before, before going ahead and getting the more expensive stuff, you can sometimes get away with putting like a Shabbos clock or something similar to that on it. I, I have in front of my eyes the, now and now the spec of the Shabbos uh, Sepco. Yeah. And basically, it's it's whatever the extra stuff. He has this control box 
that basically you can put it on in yom chol, a regular day, you just flip up the switch so it doesn't work with nothing. And right. then you have a, a Shabbat, and then you have the light that open and close or whatever. Yeah, it's a seven-day seven week. It's, it's, it's a seven-day clock. It's, it's a seven-day it's clock. A, it's a quantum of seven-day, but, you know, this is a special device that basically it's coming in front of the fridge. You don't have to put it to unplug it from the back of the fridge. The idea uh -huh. that you understand, and you have the control of this timer in front of this. And in Israel, it's cost 230 shekel. That's what is here. So uh, it's about 100 bucks? Yeah. It's about 100 bucks? Uh, it's 100 dollars. Oh, That's 80 dollars, 90 dollars. Yeah. Yeah. So, all right, I, again, yeah. it, may not be, it, not be, it may not be 100 dollars either, because I, yes. I looked at the prices of these things, and they, they're, they're really in the 50, 60 dollar range, or even 30 dollars or less, that called subcos. I don't really know what it is all see, about. Look, look how it's looking. I, yes, see, I, now see, I see. You see? Yes, I definitely see. The this is the control that is coming in front of the fridge. You probably stick it, and this is the fridge. Uh, switch. So I don't know how you got here, but we're looking at a thing called Black Diamond. Yeah, this, is, this is in Israel. This that's is Israel? Israel. Oh, that's in Israel. So, again, this is a topic that each person has to deal with themselves. And, and yet, you can find out the details. Everybody has to find some details. I can send the materials to everybody. No charge. Just say kashrus at AOL.com. K-A-S-H-R-U-S at AOL.com. Thank you very much. Certainly welcome. Just kashrus at AOL.com and just write the word refrigerator or fridge and I will send you the two documents that would send you in the right direction and I'll give you whatever numbers that I have as well. Any more callers? No. Okay, let's look at some of the things that are written over here. Uh, I had somebody here say that they have um, a donut maker similar to a George Foreman. Do I have to be it? If yes, how would I do that and still not ruin the machine since the water would ruin it? I don't know the donut maker, and these Shilas are very, very uh, common today. I, 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 you'd have to ask a Poisek. I, I can't decide for you. I also don't know what it is. So it's, uh, the urns that we were doing all the years, everybody said it'll ruin the urn, and all of us always toiled it, and we let it sit a few days, and it dried out. A lot of Rabbanim will say you have to do something, and you have to daven that it doesn't get ruined, I don't know if you have to do that. There are, there are people who are making on these things. What they say is two possibilities. One thing they say is you can lower part of it down in, the thing that touches the food and not necessarily part of the electrical parts. And other people will say that since it plugs into the ground, into the, into the wall, it's considered mechubal akarka. This, you need a psak, ask your own rav. As far as, uh, as, far as the safety issue, um, you know, that don't listen to the company, but you could test it out in a safe way, way before Shabbos. And I don't, I don't think, uh, I don't, I'm always, it's not a Shabbos issue. This is not, this, this is not a Shabbos issue. But you, uh, you should be able to test it in a safe way. If, you, if, you, if you're worried about it, take it to some electrician and let them play with it, it to check it for you. But as far as uh, toiveling, sometimes the halacha says, yes, you do have to toivel it. And you have to take your chances with the equipment. So that's something you have to ask a psak of your own rov. If you need more information on it, you can contact me. I'll try to help you. But it's not something that I know off the top of my head. Uh, I want to say that if it's as a, some digital uh, circuit. In there? In there. So this in the is mid, a, in the, uh, the, the, the donut maker. Yeah, if you have some digital. Then it'll uh, get ruined for sure. It's ruined for sure. Definitely get but ruined. But it's a regular time, you know, regular um, at plate. Right. So you can beat over and let it dry good, good. Um, 
and 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 there's there's sometimes the rabbanu will be makel to just to table the part that yes, touches the food. Yeah, exactly. So that's something you have to ask your rav. You can take a screwdriver. And now I, I have we I have another uh, person here. What if you use a dishwasher for meat and milk together? Well, as we say in French, sometimes you blow it. That the, the the answer to that question is not a, not a yes and a no. My Rebbe Zatzal used to teach us that the sink is treif. If, if you have if you use it for meat and milk, it's treif, but it doesn't make treif. When you do when you when you use a dishwasher for meat and milk together, meat and milk, milk kalim together, you definitely have a problem. Unless you told me that everything was completely washed off, in which case I have a shtickle hetter. You're going to have to answer the one that is that is the that there's only like a one plate there from the milchiks. You're going to have to answer that because even though it's a whirling around water, the water is according to many people the water is considered clearly shown. Number two, the cycle of the soap is not added in right away. The soap comes in later. So uh, my Rebbe Zatzal taught that the if you, if you have a, like milk filafleshik uh, is in there once and then you put a milk and the milk or something in there together with the fleshiks that milk one has to be kashered what about if it's now not kosherable that's something to ask your own rov because under certain circumstances we permit you uh koshering three times even those things that can't be koshered again under certain circumstances, Rabbanim are allowed to say that they could, you could kosher something that like, supposedly isn't kosherable, cheres. But those are situations where there are svekas, where there are doubts. There may be doubts in this. Again, it, does, it, it depends upon two factors. One is that the, the machine, if, the, if all the things were washed off pretty well before they were put into the dishwasher, or they were just put in there uh, relatively dirty, and, uh, and they actually had actual real milchiks and real fleishiks on there. Not not talking about where you just had the, uh, you know, you had salad on the plate. So if you, if you have that issue, then you'll you'll ask your rov, the plates, or the silverware, the silverware could be kashered. The plates that, that that were mistakenly put in the wrong cycle with the wrong the wrong min, so they they may be able to be kashered. You'll have to ask your rov about that, whether he would permit it or he wouldn't permit it.